The following is an encore presentation of NCIA. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, the Communications Project Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm happy to introduce my guest, Justinian Mason. He's the Business Development Manager at Vanxt Talent Network, which is a job recruiting platform specifically for the cannabis industry. Nice to have you on the show today, Justinian. Thank you. Happy to be on here. Yes, yes, absolutely. I got to meet you in person at our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo this summer in San Jose. Uh, So it's a pleasure to be talking to you some more today on the podcast. Um, Let's start by getting to know a little bit more about you your background, uh, what kind of work or what kind of things you were doing before you got involved in in the cannabis industry and the cannabis movement. Yeah, so I guess you can say I am from a non-traditional cannabis state. Um, I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, born Mm -hmm. and raised. Um, Got a chance to actually go to upstate New York and uh, receive my degree and play football in college. Um, But after receiving my degree, I actually moved back home and got into the staffing and recruiting industry. Um, I've been doing staffing and recruiting for about six years now in all industries, pretty much from manufacturing, aerospace, logistics, um, all the way to healthcare and tech, and of course, now cannabis. So, uh, you know, impacting a recruiting and staffing world and industry, but I've primarily been on a sales or account management side and really dealing more with clients and companies, uh, helping Mm -hmm. them really understand what's going on and what's needed versus dealing heavily with the candidates. Uh, But if you work in staffing and recruiting, uh, by all means, you are a recruiter, no matter what your role is. So obviously having a lot of great conversations with great people throughout the board. Yep, it's it's people across all industries. We are still human beings, no matter what industry we work in, I suppose. (laughs) Yep, 100%. And everyone needs to hire no matter what the industry is. Yes. And uh, I think as a lot of people know, our industry is creating jobs at lightning speed. So it's nice to be a job creating industry, this, despite being federally illegal. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's it's exciting to see because all the creation happening now, you know, you can only imagine what's going to happen once it is fully regulated and legal. You know, it's, it's the, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. Great. So is there a reason that you decided to go work for Vangst and serve the cannabis industry? Is there is there an inspirational reason why you decided cannabis would be would be a good shift uh, from other industries to, yeah. to work in? 
So I, I got introduced to cannabis through athletics, um, you know, had a successful career in college, but unfortunately um, ended due to injury. And even before that happened, I actually had a couple of rough concussions that really made oh, it hard no. for me to focus, made it hard for me to sleep. Um, I was having some headaches and migraines and uh, a teammate of mine recommended cannabis and, and that was a game changer. Um, so I always saw it from a, a, you know, good for you perspective, from a medical perspective, of course, you know, I have my fun with it as well, but that's how I got introduced. Um, and as I transitioned back home from college, as I got into staffing recruiting, um, I, I, some conversations had already started happening. I visited California and kind of seen what was going on out here. Um, but it was actually conversations with my then boss and president of the company about cannabis. Um, Cincinnati back in 2015 was actually voting to possibly decriminalize it, which mm -hmm. we recently did this year. Um, but funny that we were voting back in 2015. So conversations like that led to me thinking, hmm, when this industry starts to grow and build, they're going to need some sort of staffing and recruiting. Um, so I eventually moved out to California to try and get in the industry. It took a while, um, and I definitely got distracted by, you know, so much that's going on within the industry. Uh, thought I would work retail, thought I would sell for a brand for a while. But what ultimately led me to Vanks was the fact that it was really what I had done in the past, you know, staffing, recruiting, sales, um, just in the cannabis industry. And then thinking back to my background, being from a non-traditional cannabis state, and then, you know, on a deeper level, first generation with Caribbean parents, it was a much comfortable conversation saying, hey, I work for a staffing recruiting company that happens to impact cannabis versus saying, hey, I work for a natural cannabis brand. So those are some of the main reasons. Got it. And it must feel really nice to be able to combine your your professional skill set with something you're actually super passionate about. I mean, maybe you are passionate about healthcare and manufacturing, but I mean, <laughs> you, you actually have a personal story about how cannabis helped you, which, you know, makes you <laughs> makes you an activist and advocate yeah. uh, with a personal story. And in fact, anybody, even if they don't have a personal story, once you start working in the industry, you you kind of you get your activist card <laughs> in the mail mm -hmm. right away. Um, it's, it's part of one of the obligations and responsibilities, I think, of, of being in the industry. So it must feel really, really good to be able to combine all those skills with your your passion. It, it really does. I mean, I, I had an old mentor and coach who used to say, if you love what you do, you'll never day work. You'll never work a day in your life. And I feel like I've kind of been in that mode where I, I grind, I do, you know, I work hard, but I'm not actually working, uh, you know, since I stepped into the industry. So it's really cool. And then, you know, staffing and recruiting, like literally what we do is get people jobs. We're helping grow the economy, grow businesses, grow people's lives, you know, personally, professionally, financially. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a crazy satisfying experience in itself. Absolutely. And it, it's definitely a lot of hard work. I mean, everyone I know in the industry is hustling and putting in long hours. But, you know, when, when, when you go home for the day, uh, it feels really good. And mm -hmm. you feel like you got a lot done rather than feeling drained, I think. Yep. Um, <laughs> at least that's how I feel. Definitely. Same here. <laughs> cool. So, so you're working with Vangst and, and you're getting to combine your skills with your, with your passion and your role there is the business development manager. So yeah, let's, let's talk more about that day-to-day -day grind about, about your role there and, and just what's going on with the company in general and, and how you're serving the industry. You guys are getting pretty big now. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I think when I joined 
you know, less than two years ago, I was around employee 25-ish, and now we're getting close to 75. Um, so we're primarily based out of Denver. I sit in LA, and, and we've got a smaller team on the West Coast. Um, so as West Coast Business Development Manager, like I mentioned earlier, I'm focused mainly on clients, on the businesses, um, and helping them and really our team internally understand how, why, where they're growing, what's the timeline. Um, like I mentioned, all companies in this industry are growing. All companies in this industry are startups in some way, shape, or form. So everyone's growing at a different pace. So I, I kind of see myself as a consultant despite my job title. It's less of a, a you know, it's more of a yes Mr. Manager, I understand you need to grow. Let's work and talk about the best way to do that. Um, so it, it's a very consultative role. And I love it because I, you know, at Vanks, we get to touch all aspects of the industry, retail, cultivation, distribution. We even work with ancillary businesses as well. Um, so, you know, kind of going back to my manufacturing days when I was walking around plants and, you know, checking out cool machines, I get to do that as well in cannabis. I get to go on grow tours and check out facilities um, not just to really understand more of what the business is doing, but also to learn a little bit more about the environment, the culture, so then we can better recruit and better find people to fit that. Um, when, it, when it comes down to recruiting, you know, job descriptions and, and a lot of roles and jobs these days are getting pretty black and white where you can either do something or can't. And a lot of companies are looking for the same thing. So understanding the culture, the feel of, uh, of a business, you know, <laughs> Whether they have an on-site break room or not that will matter to some people. So being able to uncover a lot of those things up front mm. so we can better support candidates, companies, and the whole industry is a big part of what I do. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot of, uh, you know, going to businesses in person, a lot of talking to people over the phone and, and discovering what's going on, um, a lot of events. <laughs> so many events. I mean, in cannabis, that's the best way to really get to know people and, and get to really see things firsthand. Um, in an efficient way. So all over the map. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I guess these companies are, are finding themselves growing kind of quickly. And and do, do most companies know what they need? Or is that part of that consulting element you were mentioning where you're helping suss out, okay, exactly what do you need and when? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a combination. A lot of people will come to us We'll say, hey, I have, you know, X, Y, Z position that I need to hire. I need to hire sales reps and some brand ambassadors. Great. We can help you with that. But a lot of what I do is, and a lot of what we do is, you know, we'd love to help you with that, but we're looking to be long-term partners. You know, we want to grow with companies to, to help them get to a thousand employees and we want to be that long-term partner. So it's great. We'll definitely help you with those sales and brand ambassadors, but how can we really help you grow on your manufacturing front? How can we, you know, maybe help you get a manager in place who can help you manage that staff? Maybe, you know, get a couple of internal HR partners who can really partner with us internally to help drive things forward. So, um, you know, a lot of people will come to us with that immediate need, that thing that's right there in front of us, but we do try and work proactively. Um, and a lot of it, you know, where it's a candidate-driven market, no matter what industry you work in. Candidates have what I'll call the power. You know, unemployment's pretty low. Great people are out there. A lot of smart, intelligent, degreed individuals. So a lot of what we're doing is saying, hey, I understand you need to hire these people, but there's a lot of great people out there that are ready to get in the industry now. Is there a space for them? Totally. So, you know, helping people 
kind of see that larger picture as a big thing. But to that point, we'll have companies that come to us and say, hey, here's a hiring plan for the next year. How do we make this happen? <laughs> nice. Some yeah. people know what they want. Yeah, gotcha. And, and, and bef- before we jump to commercial, yeah. um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of um, executives out there that will relate to what I'm about to say. They've been wearing 15 hats for the last couple of years, and their <laughs> their team is probably begging them to just hire an assistant finally, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. it's that, I mean, like I said, it's a startup industry. I wear three different hats on any given day myself. Yeah. Um, so I can only imagine, imagine what some of these owners and operators are going through. Um, and that's exactly what we're here for. We're a partner, we're a resource. Um, you know, we're, we're here to really be there when you need us, but also, you know, we're that everyday partner as well. And, you know, we're flexible, you know, you mentioned executives. I feel like we've um, just naturally, a lot of people think those salaried roles, those full-time roles. And that's, you know, a big part of our business. That's our direct hire function. But that platform aspect of us, what we call Banks Gigs, is we're actually helping a lot of companies grow with their hourly staff, with those Mm -hmm. production needs, um, with those temporary needs as they're building and and expanding and, you know, sometimes decreasing their staff as a lot of startups will do. Um, So it's helping companies grow in a lot of ways, but also it's helping a lot of candidates step into the industry because you can start a short-term assignment, get some great experience, and then be on your way. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. We're going to take that quick commercial break and be right back. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry plant profits only on cannabisradio.com the following is an encore presentation of ncia get informed get inspired and get connected with more of ncia's cannabis industry voice only on cannabisradio.com Hello, thanks for joining us on another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is back on the show. I'm happy to have her back. It's Christy Lunsford. She's been involved in the cannabis and hemp movement for more than a decade and provides consulting and education as well. And on top of that, she's hosting state level symposiums on hemp throughout the year 2019. And most exciting, hosting an add-on workshop to NCIA's summer conference. It's called NCIA's Hemp Biz Conference. That's the add-on workshop. And it's going to be at our upcoming Cannabis Business Summit and Expo in July. Christy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Bethany. It's great to be on. Absolutely. So uh, let's let's catch up a little. You've been on the show before. It was a couple years, actually. Um, but for those who didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, I encourage you to do so. Um, but let's tell our listeners uh, more about your background and your experience, um, even before being in the cannabis industry. Sure. So, I mean... If you go way, way back, I grew up in my father's coin store in Grand Junction, Colorado, which was a lot of fun being around all kinds of different coins and metals. Um, But after I graduated from college and came to Denver, I worked for a couple different interior design firms, and um, I'm a bit of a fiber junkie. So my first experience with the cannabis plant professionally was with hemp fiber. Cool. Yeah, as um, window coverings, upholstery, um, even hemp rugs that we put into high-end homes all over the U.S., but primarily in mountain towns in, in Colorado. Huh. I wouldn't mind a hemp rug myself. <laughs> They're Sounds beautiful. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for um, taking us through that. Um, but as I mentioned, you, you've been in the cannabis and hemp world for quite a while. So, um, you know, what, what's, what's your reason for, for working in the cannabis and hemp move it, movement? And, um, you know, what, what kinds of things have you been doing in this space sure. over the years? Sure. So, you know, I migrated from interior design into cultivating marijuana under House Bill 1284 back in the late um, teens. Um, And I loved to grow was my favorite thing. Um, But as the laws change, I grew my business along with them. I held some of the first licenses with the city and county of Denver for cultivation and product manufacturing. because I could not get a bank account, I became a founding member of National Cannabis Industry Association um, and Thank have you for that. Yes. <laughs> well, absolutely. And, you know, if you're ha- if you're in hemp or cannabis and you're having banking problems, certainly look at the only organization which really has a foothold in D.C. at working on banking access. And of course, that's in CIA. Um, but, you know, having lost my bank account, and I remember calling 30 different banking institutions, um, both credit unions and banks, in 2010, trying to just obtain um, the basic services. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I ended up selling those businesses due to a lack of um, banking and um, went to work for one of the major infused product manufacturing companies in uh, Colorado, and that is where we launched the first CBD product line from hemp in 2012. Um, and I found myself in a space where a lot of people knew what THC were, was, and they were very passionate about THC for all the wonderful medical benefits and um, uh, relaxation. Relaxation. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say mind expanding. Uh, <laughs> But I like relaxation, but uh, benefits of THC, but literally only a handful of people in 2012 really understood the benefits of CBD Mm -hmm. um, as a health and wellness constituent of the cannabis plant. So I developed a, a course of study called endocannabinoidology, and I was honestly just in the right place at the right time with the passion and the skill set. But we were doing a weekly, monthly um, webcast for chiropractic and the naturopathic community back then. Oh, wow. Teach them about the endocannabinoid system, how CBD worked, and then to place the CBD product line in their offices. So, um, so yeah, I've done a lot of different things, you know, um, Cannabis has really been my life for the last decade. I do a lot of writing. I've been published twice. Um, my history of hemp uh, in the Hemp Connoisseur magazine. It was a five-part series in 2013 to 14, and then they used it in their national launch as an ad-free 12-page insert. So that was very cool. Nice. Yeah, and then you know, having such a broad base of understanding, I do a lot of consulting and application writing in emerging states. We won a New York license, one of the five for our client. Woo, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That was feels yeah. like a long time ago. <laughs> it was. Um, and, you know, mentoring and just education. So 
um, growing the hemp industry, growing the cannabis industry through either one-on-one or um, different educational courses that we do. That's awesome. Thank you so much for everything you do. Oh, that's great. Um, and, and of course, you know, now that the farm bill has passed and now everybody seems to know what CBD is, it's great to have somebody, um, you know, that has background on it, you know, um, and, and isn't, you know, you, you can sort the truth from from the falsehoods that are out there pretty quickly, I'm sure. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. honestly, Bethany, I don't know what happened in February. It was like the CBD part of the industry just exploded mm-hmm. overnight. Yep. And there is a lot of sifting that needs to be done. But yes, as you agree. are very aware, watching the marijuana industry grow, you were right there in the mix when the sifting happened. Um, on the THC side of the plant. So mm-hmm. we are, you know, we're five to six years kind of ahead of what this looks like in our in our knowledge base, having just gone through that plant. Yep, so true. Um, okay, so we've got a couple minutes before our first commercial break. So so let's bring it back to the present. Um, yes, you you're hosting these state level hemp business symposiums. They kicked off earlier this year in the state of Kansas. And I understand there were more than 300 farmers at this event, plus plus the workshop that's coming up at our our event at our national conference, I'm sure is going to be big as well. Um, tell me more about the symposiums and the workshop and, and what you can expect to learn at those events. Sure. So although I've been working both in cannabis and in hemp for quite a while now, I really, I I had a gut feeling that the farm bill would finally pass in 2018. And so I've transitioned a lot of my education over to the hemp side of things. And Mm -hmm. after doing an assessment of what was in the market, there was no real, there were lots of panels. There were lots of um, general conversations about what people were doing, but no real place for someone who was wanting to come into the industry as an investor Mm. or start a new company to really learn the basics. So we did the Kansas Hemp Symposium, and that was really tailored to what that market needed, which was agricultural education. Mm -hmm. And due to the vast network of professionals that I'm in touch with, I was able to find a farmer who had experience in two different um, climate zones who had three years of experience growing hemp. And when you look at it, in the mindscape of prohibition of hemp has been in place for 81 years. Um, No one knew how to, no one knows how to grow hemp. No one knows really what it needs, what its nutrient needs are, Mm. how to harvest, how to, what's the best planting methodology. So we have taken a really cultivated program from Kansas to Michigan to Illinois. And um, now we'll be doing something similar with NCIA at Cannabis Biz Summit. But it is really, it touches on so many things. What are the implications of the farm bill? How will it affect your business? If you are a cannabis farmer or looking to transition into hemp or soybean farmer, sunflower farmer, um, I've learned so much about other crops like alfalfa. These farmers are, <laughs> yeah, who knew? Um, these farmers are all transferring their knowledge 
into growing industrial hemp and CBD hemp. So we have a hemp segment on agriculture. Um, We have everything from best practices. So that would be how to transport your crop. What are the extraction methodologies that work best? Uh, Product development. Um, On the CBD side of things, we uh, have developed a module on FDA labeling and marketing Mm -hmm. to keep you in compliance there so you don't get a letter or worse, have your company shut down. Absolutely. Yeah, we talk a lot about market data, how to acquire new customers, uh, basically everything you need to know to run a successful and profitable hemp company. And there's a lot to it. It's not like you can roll out of bed and say, I'm going to make this happen. There's a lot of knowledge that needs to be transferred. Absolutely. Great. I'm really looking forward to it um, at the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. And again, if you're interested, that is an add-on workshop called NCIA's Hemp Biz Conference. And that's on day one of our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in um, to NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.